You're listening to Tales from Campalua Study. Original horror stories to chill your bones. Hey guys, it's Courtney at Campalua Study. And we are celebrating 4th of July weekend. Woo, 4th of July. Woo! Yeah! Yay! Hope you guys are having a fun one. And Except for you, Sharon. Yeah. Oh. Nobody likes you. Sorry, Sharon. Want to apologize for her? We've got some beef with Sharon. Yeah, from the other camp. But we don't want you guys to worry about that. So, no. moving on. Unfortunately, we don't have a 4th of July themed story for you today, but we just wanted to set up some fireworks and hope everybody has a safe 4th of July weekend. But and lots of fun. And lots of fun. And drink a bunch, but don't drive. Wait, how are you supposed to have fun if it's safe? That's a good point. Okay, just have fun. Just yeah. have fun. Forget if you have to pick one or the other, make it the fun one. Yeah, yeah I would say. So, like us here at Camp Lewis Study. Better fun than sorry is what I always say. Is, is it? I've never heard you say that. Uh-oh. Well, it's a I good motto, I've started it now. You should start yeah. saying that. Yeah. Is what you should do. Instead of safe, fun, they're safe. Better I'm sorry. Fun Better fun. Sorry. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad decisions right here. <laughs> so I wonder why we always get in trouble. <laughs> I blame that on Mr. Reedy. Anyway. Oh, um. Should we do this? Yep. Here you go. Okay, so today we're going to be reading Whispers and Secrets by Taylor McElroy. Shall we? Whispers and Secrets by Taylor McElroy. Sunfield Hollow was the smallest of towns. The smallness of it dwarfed only by the quality of life its residents seemed to enjoy. A summer breeze pushed lightly through the air as a final bell gonged signifying the last day of school. Veronica packed up her books and made her way home. She never liked the last day of school. It was always the beginning of boredom. Yes, the end of classes meant avoiding the cackle of daily ridicule, but that was something she had to come to ignore. She rather liked her teachers and enjoyed learning everything she could. Her favorite classes reminded her that there was life after high school, and better yet, life after rumors. Without that, all she had was loneliness in a quiet town she never seemed to fit into, a town where summer meant mischief. As Veronica made her way home, her mind still fluttered over the cats of Ulthar, wondering if perhaps the lonely Lovecraft, too, had been a cat lover. The best writers always seem to have a feline friend close by, most likely due to their quiet company. Yes, she wondered aloud to herself. Cats, the writer's companion of choice. Suddenly, as if the world around her could read her thoughts, a low mew caught her attention. It was the worst sound she had ever heard. The noise was angry, but almost pleading. Veronica rushed around the building to find two neighborhood boys pulling a cat by her tail and attempting to tie her to a tree. Lighters in hands, she could only assume they were about to light the poor animal on fire. Stop it! Stop it, you sick fucks! She screamed as she burrowed towards the rodents. Her seething rage and shaking fists seemed to stop the boys in their tracks, but only for a moment. They weren't afraid of her. But something about the fire in her amber eyes made them stop. Get out of here, Veronica. This doesn't concern you, the taller one shouted. Yeah, we're just trying to have a little fun. What's your problem? Echoed the other. 
You are, she screamed in return, snatching the lighter from the shorter one. She lit it and held it for a few moments. Dodging his efforts to snatch it back from her hands, she used the opportunity to place the scorching metal piece onto his face. The force in which she held it, leaving a brand. Veronica smiled as her victim winced in pain. His shrieks forced the taller one to step forward. Stop, she commanded. Come any closer and I swear to you I will light this again and burn his fucking eyes out. He took another step. She lit the lighter. Does it look like I'm playing with you? Her stern voice echoed as she tightened her grip on his friend's face. Staring her opponent directly in the eyes, she lowered the lighter closer and closer to the victim's eyes. She smiled slyly, chuckling to herself. Don't you boys know it's illegal to kill cats in the city of Ulthar? What the hell are you talking about? What is Ulthar? Nick asked, rather disgruntled. Nick, let's just go, man. This chick is out of her mind, screeched Chris from below her arms. Fine, let him go. We have better things to do, Nick agreed. She loosened her arm and let Chris shake free. Stupid bitch, he called as he ran toward his friend. Nick nodded in agreement before lowering his voice and adding, Yeah, she's a freak. It's no wonder no one will go out with her, even now. Both chuckled as they shared a knowing look. Veronica had long stopped listening as she ran towards the cat, still mewing with pain. The struggling had wrapped the rope tighter, not just around the tail, but up and over her neck as well. Here, kitty, be still. I've got you. The cat's raven fur felt like silk between fingers as she held the cat steady and flicked her lighter. The cat struggled with fear, then confusion, as the rope snapped under the force of the flame. You're okay, pretty girl, Veronica whispered as she loosened the noose around the cat's neck. The pair seemed to bond instantly as they locked eyes amber to emerald. Do you have a home, kitty? She asked, inspecting and smoothing its fur in a search for a collar. The cat seemed to calm with her touch and began to purr. You're so sweet, how could anyone ever think to hurt you? She announced and she held the cat closer to her chest and continued to walk home. Finally, a friend for fighting the fixed nature of this sequestered town. With her newfound friend, the summer passed quite quickly for Veronica. She found herself for the first time dreading the first day of school and leaving the sanctuary that her bedroom had become. However, the day was upon them and Veronica slid a green polo over her head and buttoned her jeans with ease, remembering back to a time when clothes didn't fit her so easily. She had grown up always a bit on the chubby side, removed only, it, it seemed, by puberty's strong grip. No amount of sports had ever done the trick, and the girls on the teams had never been kind to her attributing her weight to her absent father, or better yet, her pill-addicted mother. Everyone knew. They always knew. This fall, however, something seemed different. She suddenly had the attention of boys who never noticed her before. Her long, dark curls seemed to glisten in the sun as they swept past her waist and the wind blew her long bangs out of her amber eyes. Her classes judged on the way they typically did, but something still felt different. A silence passed over the room as the door opened with a creak. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, yes, class, it appears we have a new student, Mr. Johnson paused as he looked over his roster. Miss Jacqueline Rosen, please take a seat next to Miss Rogers, he said, motioning to the only empty desk located behind Veronica. Jacqueline flashed a perfect grin, and Veronica paused to take her in. Her long legs seemed to stretch for miles under her pale pink miniskirt, which lay perfectly against her bronzed skin. Her cream blouse fit perfectly around her breast that peeked out, of, out from beneath her golden straight hair. Hello, she said. Even her words seemed to bounce through the air. 
There was no questioning the eerie tone of the room as every pair of eyes widened with dismay, watching as this radiant, sparkling creature attempted to speak to the mousy Veronica. Jacqueline's greeting was left unanswered as Veronica couldn't seem to open her mouth. She knew her place, as no one had ever just addressed her in this school simply to be polite. Time disappeared quickly and Veronica couldn't take her eyes off Jacqueline. There has to be something wrong with her. Where is the flaw? Veronica wondered, almost audibly, the bell chiming, suddenly snapping her out of her trace. Talking to herself was probably one of those weird, punishable traits that the rest of the school seemed to acknowledge. It was time for lunch. The students piled out of the classroom, each of them noticeably pausing to check out the new girl. She wasn't paying them any mind. Girls like her were used to being admired. Instead, her attention was back on Veronica. Well, it was nice to meet you. Next time we can talk more and you could show me around this crazy town. Veronica only managed a nod as Jacqueline sauntered off. Entering the cafeteria, Veronica's heart stopped for the second time today and she felt her breath stop short in her lungs. She gasped before muttering his name. Benjamin? This was the first time she had seen him since last summer. He was her neighbor and the only boy who had ever caught her attention. Ben, how was your summer? A skinny boy named Harry called across the room as he raced into Ben's path. It was great, man. I just got back. Lots of time on the boat, you know, he answered. Ben was compact but well-muscled. The kind of muscle you don't get from a gym or a football field but from hard labor. His hands callous from pulling ropes all summer and rowing oars all school year. He was a year Veronica's senior, but everyone in school knew about him. After some brief catching up with Terry, something, or rather someone, caught Benjamin's eye. He made his way over to the blushing blonde. It seems his charms really did work on everyone, even someone as perfect as her. Of course, he talked to her. Clearly, they belonged together. He whispered something in her ear with almost a hint of familiarity. Veronica could have sworn she saw them both glance in her direction. She put her head down as she observed Jacqueline tap his arm lightly before walking away to join a table full of new friends. Each day in class, Jacqueline made more and more efforts to talk to and include Veronica in her daily life. Veronica didn't think too much of it, figuring, of course, that she must have been one of those girls who tries to be friends with everyone. The kind that needs everyone to like them. Something Veronica never saw the need to do. But still, something about this girl was compelling. To Veronica's surprise, she was smart really smart, and she even found they had some things in common. Each girl enjoyed the classics of literature and engaged in several lengthy discussions of Fitzgerald. These discussions quickly turned to actual conversations and opinions and to eventual inside jokes. Veronica couldn't believe it. In fact, she felt quite aghast when Jacqueline asked if she could come over after school. <laughs> she hesitated with her response. She had dodged Jacqueline's request for her to show her around the town with ease. Jacqueline's quick popularity ensured that the rest of the school was dying to hang out with her. Veronica tried to think quickly. It would probably be fine. Her mother wasn't home much. Still, she couldn't help but imagine walking in and seeing her mother passed out again on the couch or worse, awake and blaming her daughter for her shortcomings. Jacqueline sensed her hesitation. I'm sorry. I hope it didn't seem like I was inviting myself over. I just thought that it's what friends did, right? Veronica still didn't answer. She was still stuck on the word friends. Huh? Oh, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Jacqueline's face lit up with enthusiasm. Great. I will meet you at four. She dashed off as the bell rang, leaving Veronica dumbfounded. 
No one had ever asked to come over to her house. The only friend she had in this world was the cat she rescued and lovingly called Cat. Much like her idol Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Cat had grown accustomed to it being just the two of them since her attack and wasn't very keen on strangers in the house. But what could she do? Jacqueline was coming over. <clears throat> Veronica raced home in school, hoping to get there in time to erase anything embarrassing from existence. Snatching dirty clothes off the floor, she startled Cat from her resting place by the bed. Cat mewed and purred, excited for her owner to be home. Not now, Cat. I have things to do. We are about to have guests, and I want you to be polite, okay? No hissing or biting. Cat didn't answer. The doorbell startled her, forcing her to jump to her safe place under the bed. Veronica opened the door to an exhausted Jacqueline. Oh my god, he lives right next to you. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much all my life. It's not a big deal, she began to mutter, until she was suddenly overcome by a shuddering realization. Of course she already knew that. Why would she pretend? This was a really small town. Everyone knew everything about everyone. Is that why you wanted to come? She asked rather sternly. Jacqueline looked hurt. No, I just wanted to get to know you better, that's all. The fact that he lives next door is just a bonus. After all, everyone loves a house with a view. She chuckled. Veronica did not look convinced, so Jacqueline continued. Where's your mom? Oh, um, she's not around a lot. She, uh, works. Works a lot. Veronica stammered. Suddenly looking overly pleased with the news Jacqueline followed up with, You mean... You are totally free to do whatever you want. Hook up with whoever you want. Veronica chortled in response. Oh yeah, I hook up with so many guys. They just can't keep their hands off me. She continued, still giggling. Jacqueline pushed past Veronica and made her way into the living room to sit down. She looked confused. I don't know why you think that was funny. I was being completely serious. You're a babe, and I don't know why you ignore everyone around you, especially guys. As usual, Veronica felt compelled by her blonde counterpart and found a seat next to her. Whether I want to or not isn't the issue. Guys don't know I exist. No one knows I exist. Jacqueline suddenly looked very stern as she shifted her body to look her friend directly in the eyes. Veronica, maybe no one talks to you because you always hide how great you are from everyone under all those books and behind that hair. She lifted Veronica's bangs. Look at those eyes! Have you ever thought about cutting your hair? If you did, I bet you'd look a lot like Audrey Hepburn. Veronica's jaw dropped. I love Audrey! I even have a cat named Cat! Jacqueline grinned. See, it's perfect! Veronica smiled but shook her head in disagreement. I really like my hair and it took me a long time to grow it out. Yeah, Jacqueline answered sardonically. I bet it took a long time to build all those walls, too. She paused for a moment, noticing the defeated look on her friend's face. Hey, I'm sorry, I just wanted you to grow a little, you know? Find some happiness somewhere other than books and old movies. Maybe even find a few new friends. Veronica sighs. You know, I think you're right. I can't live alone like this forever. She stands, grabbing Jacqueline's hand as she guides her into the kitchen and grabs the scissors. Okay, she demands. Cut it. Jacqueline claps her hands with excitement and takes the scissors from her friend's outstretched palm. She opens them and holds them up to the dark ringlets. Just as Cat comes racing through the kitchen. She hisses, but Jacqueline keeps cutting. Cat bites at the blonde's ankles and spiraled tresses hit the floor. Ouch! Alarmed, Veronica quickly turns to examine her friend. 
Your stupid cat bit me. I'm really sorry. She's really usually so sweet. She's been through a lot, and she's easily startled. I'll put her in my room. Jacqueline nods and gives out a chuckle. Yeah, sounds like someone else I know. Veronica rolls her eyes and scoops up her now purring kitty. She walks her to her room and whispers, You're not stupid. I love you. The next day, the shorter hair got lots of attention. Walking side by side, Jacqueline couldn't wait to show off her latest creation. She tried to build up her protege's confidence by whispering encouraging words as they passed by more people in the hallway. Veronica kept her head down, trying to ignore the cat calls that walking next to Jacqueline always included. Looking only at the ground has its drawbacks as she found herself face-planting into a locker, knocking herself flat on the ground. Whoa, are you alright? asked a familiar deep tone. Shaking away the dizzy spell in an attempt to get back on her feet, she found herself steadied by strong arms. Are you alright? he asked again, his hazel eyes gleaming with sympathy. Yeah, she answered, coyly. I'm fine. You're so lucky he was here to help you. Jacqueline swooned. If you had gotten up too fast, you may have had a concussion. Veronica smiled awkwardly before trying to walk away. Yeah, she said. Thanks again. He grabbed her wrist, perhaps a little tighter than he meant to, stopping her in her tracks. Your hair looks really nice. You can really see how bright your eyes are, he assured her as he released her wrist. Veronica didn't have to look over at Jacqueline to know her friend was grinning from ear to ear. The rest of the day, Jacqueline would not stop talking about the exchange, choosing even to abandon her other friends and sit with Veronica at lunch. I don't know why you get so awkward with him. Haven't you known him forever? He is your neighbor, Jacqueline sneered. Veronica's silence perturbed her. You know, if you like him, you have to talk to him eventually. It kind of helps you look less like a stalker if you talk instead of just stare. Jacqueline teased further, stealing her friend's bottle of soda before taking a sip. Shut up, Veronica hissed. She was blushing and attempting to snatch her drink back. That's mine. Jacqueline met Veronica's gaze, burning her aqua eyes into her soul before explaining, We share everything. The chill of her words sent a tingle through Veronica's body, overwhelming her with a hint of excitement and a little fear. She cleared her throat, calming her body down some before continuing the conversation. He's clearly more interested in you than me. Why don't you date him? You guys would be perfect together. Jacqueline laughed again, heartedly exposing more of the cleavage in her tank top and gaining a few more eyes on her body. Veronica tried not to stare. He's really not my type, she said, still chuckling. In fact, she jeered as she straightened in her seat. I'm going to go talk to him for you right now. She traipsed off in his direction. Paralyzed with fear, Veronica could do nothing but watch her go. She held her breath as she saw her best friend whispering in her crush's ear, only managing to take half a breath before she saw him nod in agreement just before winking at her from across the room. She thought she was going to faint as Jacqueline turned and mouthed, on. That evening, Veronica hurried home while the rain drizzled outside. She had much to discuss with Kat. Jacqueline had set them a date for Friday night, and Veronica was shaking at the thought. She couldn't stop thinking about him, pondering the softness of his lips and how they might feel. Would he even kiss her? Would she even be able to say anything? All the possibilities were driving her mad. How was it even possible? This girl just shows up out of the blue and changed everything you know, Kat? Her bundle of fluff purred happily to have her owner home and alone for once. Benjamin, 
It's actually happening. But who am I kidding? He's going to think I'm a freak. They all do. Lightning crashes outside, making Cat leap from her arms. The power flickers off, leaving the lightning as the only source of light. A booming cackle <laughs> echoes around her bedroom door. Mom? Is that you? Mom? No one answered. Cat hissed angrily in the background, making Veronica stiffen, unsure of her next move. She inched toward the baseball bat she kept hidden under her bed. The floorboards creak somewhere else in the house. Were there two of them? Did her mother bring a guy home? Her annoyance at that thought made it easier to march towards the door, bat in hand. She reached the doorframe before she'd heard a sharp <laughs> cackle again. She looked left and right, searching for the source. Hello? She said again, rather annoyed. When suddenly a large pair of arms gripped her body from behind. She tried to scream, but a second pair of arms covered her mouth and slid a bag over her eyes. A sudden blow from her own bat knocking her to her knees. That's right, baby. Crawl on your knees for me, the cackling voice cooed. Another blow hit her back, knocking the wind out of her. She is dragged by her hair into the bedroom, and she feels the cool smoothness of leather tighten around her wrists. Once secured, the bag is yanked swiftly from her face. What's going on? Veronica asked, her voice cracking with fear. The lightning crashed again as she shrieks, suddenly realizing who stands before her. Jacqueline? Another cackle cuts off her words. Why? Why are you doing this? She finally manages to utter. Oh, Ronnie, don't you know a date when you see one? How does she look, baby? Is this how you want to play tonight? Benjamin retorts. The giddiness in his voice makes Veronica cringe as Jacqueline takes a step closer to her. Uh-huh. She slides her finger down Veronica's bleeding lip before tasting the blood on her own finger. Hmm, you were right. She was the perfect mark. I just love our little games. Ben's eyes followed his girl's hips as she rocked side to side, high off Veronica's fear. Cat spits and hisses from under the bed, hearing her owner scream out in pain with each crushing blow. Jacqueline ignores the sound as she swings again and again. Cat's growl grows deeper, almost like a sonar she doesn't stop. Windows shatter as cats come in from all directions out of the storm. The sonar grows louder as all the cats join in. They circle their prey, pawing closer and closer. Jacqueline swings her bat towards them while Ben tries to shake them off and head for the door. They're surrounded. The growling siren softens. The sinking sound of sharp teeth into flesh deafening the air. Sunfield Hollow is like any small town. It's full of whispers and secrets. People still murmur about the golden couple who disappeared. No bodies were ever found, leaving nothing but speculation. Some say they ran off together, eager to start a new life. Others say they live in the neighboring town, not far from, but mostly they whisper about that weird girl with the short bob who seen them last. What did she do to them? No one would ever know. Even still, the town will never change. The summer breeze continues to blow in that hint of mischief, mischief that is only chased away by the echo of rural screeches in a feline storm, washing their secrets into the night. Well, that was an unexpected ending. Yes, very mm -hmm. much of a twist. Very much so. <clears throat> Catwoman. Dun, dun, dun. It's good thing <laughs> she saved that cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cat saved her. What goes around comes around. That's right. Good karma. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I texted you the uh, talking points oh, that um, Taylor sent me, so you don't have to read them like word for word. But since you're like hosting this episode, you could like introduce the topics. The haircutting scene was really important. It spoke to so many things about the character. First, it was about trust. She gave Jacqueline the evidence that she had complete trust in her, which in turn meant complete control. The quickness in which she let her hair be cut was very much akin to the way a girl loses her virginity before she is ready. She does so with confidence at first, but after it is over, often feels regret. She was too quick to trust and left herself open to real, actual pain in the form of a beating. And I thought that was cool too, because the haircutting scene, mm -hmm. it also reminded, you've seen um, 13 Reasons Why? Yes. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of, like, Veronica and Hannah seem like they're kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. very similar. And Hannah cuts her awkward hair. Characters, right. Yeah, awkward characters. They're they have rumors about them all the time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Thirteen Reasons Why? No. So anyway, she cut her hair like Hannah cut her hair. So it's kind of like Veronica is really lonely, lonelier than she's letting on, you know. And that's why she'll she'll do anything to have a friend. And so right. Jacqueline's her Cutting only her friend, hair. so she'll cut her hair. She'll do anything to have that. To have the, yeah. It's sad. Move on. Yeah, sure. No, this isn't a typical scary story like, ah, monsters. But to me, it's scary because of what real people are capable of and the nightmare that high school tends to be, especially if you are the type of person who needs someone to feel completed. Which is true. Just like what you said. Mm -hmm. With her cutting her hair off mm -hmm. and then trusting this one person who obviously wasn't who she thought she was. The story was inspired by The Cats of Ulfar, a short story by H.P. Lovecraft. She, yeah, Taylor told me that when she sent in the story, and it was cool because I'd never read it. If you've never read it. I've never read it, no. And so the ending was like, her, of her story was like, what the hell just happened? Why are all these cats here? And why are they all of a sudden eating these people? But if you go back and read The Cats of Ulthar, which she even talks about at the first of her story, how Veronica's thinking about The Cats of Ulthar and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's from H.P. Lovecraft, and like, he wrote stuff in the 30s and 20s and 30s and newspapers and stuff like that, I think. So he, uh, he wrote a story about cats, and these, I think it was about these people who treated cats badly, and ended up, at the end, they, the cats all ate them. And so if you had read The Cats of Ulthar before listening to this story, you may have seen it coming more. Right. Because she was talking about the cats of Ulthar, and then, you know, the cat and then she gets never the cat, liked the right. yeah the cat didn't like uh, Jacqueline mm -hmm. so for a good reason apparently for a very good reason yeah Taylor also said so it, I mean, it was kind of like a, her cats are from the same legacy of cats that nice. are from the cats of Ulthar so I thought that was kind of cool that is really cool it is a really good story yes it is she did a good job we like cats and thank you for writing it we don't get many. Submissions, right? So we can, we'll take all we can get. Subscriptions, and nobody subscribes either because nobody's playing our podcast on SoundCloud. So we can say whatever. We so want. we can say whatever we want, and no one will ever hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna try to get us on iTunes Ooh. sometime. Then maybe we'll get more yeah. more plays once we're on two different sites. Maybe who knows? Probably not though. Maybe we suck. Okay, any final words? Whispers and Secrets was written by Taylor McElroy and read by Joby. 
Join us next Friday at dusk for another campfire tale to keep you up at night. Send us your scary story to campforlowestdotty at gmail.com and we'll feature it in a future episode. Also, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud and like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening to Tales from Camp Alewas Dodie. There you go. Yes. All right. Bye. See you. Yeah. Cool. Bye.